Sports Finder community. Hope you're all well and in great health. Once again, it's Friday and we have our sports tech update. Mr. Clint, how are you, sir? Ahmed, how are you going? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for calling in. Good to be back on Friday. Great to have you in, buddy. Great to have you in. What's happening in the world of sports, my man? Okay, well, I general world of sports, what's been dominating it? Okay, you can't go past general. We'll start with Liverpool Tottenham. Oh, Liverpool, mate. I'm a big Liverpool fan. I love Liverpool to the bone. Yeah. And I cannot believe what I watched. That was the best game of football I have ever watched. It was the best comeback I have ever watched. And it was the best team effort you will ever see in history. A bit biased, but I don't care. It, it stands. You've got Liverpool coming from three down on aggregate against Barcelona, which is an East Barcelona, not... It's, it's Barcelona. And then 24 hours later, then we talk about comeback. You've got Tottenham coming back, conceding an away goal in the first leg, 2 0 down away at Ajax, and then scoring three in the second half. And to win it pretty in the 95th, 96th minute. I mean, these two comebacks are just spectacular, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm buzzing. I don't support either club. It's so, it's so that's how unbelievable it is. Uh, which does lead me to a, a slight little sport techie part aspect about Liverpool's brilliant fourth goal. Yeah, what's that? Okay, okay. So what you, as you know, the corner was taken by Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. And Divock Origi. I mean, essentially, that what if you go back and have a look at it, the Barcelona players are all just standing around. A quick corner was taken. And Uribe actually hit him in the back of the net. Yeah. So, where the, where the techie performance aspect comes into it, apparently, the corner was taken quickly because the Liverpool ball boys were instructed to get the ball back to Liverpool players quickly to take quicker throws, quicker corners, because the match analyst realised that a lot of Barcelona players, as they looked back at Barcelona's games, they realised that they're very slow to move and to organise themselves, especially in the corners. A mm. lot of them really? generally just stand around, move around. So the match channelers said, by analysing Barcelona games, said to the ball boys, move the ball quickly to Liverpool's players at every time. So if you look back at the corner, it was a ball boy getting the ball to Alexander-Arnold quickly, who then hit a quick corner to Rigi. There we go. Wow. That's, that is detailed. So that's, that's, that's unbelievable. So that's that's a little, I mean, that's a tiny little bit of a techie thing this week. Uh, so and plus we could bring up bring up such an unbelievable uh, comeback, and you're a Liverpool fan, so it's a nice way to start it off. <laughs> well, talk to me, Clint. What else is going on in the in the world of sports? Sick. Okay, uh, NBA league pass. Overseas subscribers have been booming through the 2018-19 season, and the Australian connection is that outside of the US and China, Australia is still the uh, still the uh, highest. I uh, would still have the most amount of subscribers outside of those two countries. So, in other words, in terms of revenue and subscribers, 
Australia's a very, very nice market for the NBA for it's such an open for an OTT service. I think it's a reflection also of, I guess, the amount of, I mean, it's a reflection that basketball is a big sport in Australia. It's very well supported. The uh, playing sport, everything like that. The Australians playing in the NBA, it's a good reflection of that as well. So, I mean, and also it's a good, ref, um, uh, it's a good thing in terms of adoption of an uh, over-the-top sports service. Uh, and I think it's, uh, I think the NBA are fortunate, whereas other sports it hasn't, it hasn't really succeeded as much yet, or hasn't penetrated as much yet, unlike the NBA. So, but I think it's the NBA seeing growth in their um, their subscription service across the world. I mean, they're getting growth across Eastern Europe as well. Do we have but, numbers? Um, one, numbers? Pardon? Do we have numbers? I. Uh, just looking through some numbers right now. I don't have numbers. No, I have. I have typed out a whole bunch of notes though for it. That's all right. Uh, but I don't. I just have specific um, growth countries. I mean, they're saying that Serbia is Serbia is up over four hundred percent because of. I mean, uh, players like Nikola Jokic. Slovenia is up. I mean, you know, more than quadrupled in audience because of um, Luka Doncic. So. It's, I don't have any particular strength. How, 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 how does that affect our local league, the NBL? It's a re- that's a really good question. Ultimately, what, what it, you, you hope, you, not your hope, you assume a bit of a, you hope and you assume that you get that halo effect and it's that a number of local a number of players, that, you know, Australians that have played in the NBL are appearing in the NBA, either on shorter-term deals, 10-day contracts, or uh, or in the league itself. I'm just thinking what the what the ratio is. Uh, is that there is a bit of you try and get that bit of a halo effect. Um, the NBL itself though does a good job of capitalising on. I mean, their social media and comms is really, really top-notch, actually. They're, the NBL does a really good job of being on the ground, uh, being on the ground, you know, looking, uh, bringing forward a lot of American-based or NBA-based content and how it relates back to um, to the NBL. So you get a bit of a halo effect of that, but I think the NBL does a good job of tying, um, of bringing a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of Australian-based, a lot of Australian-based connections to the NBA. So, I mean, you look once the halo effect. Um, yeah, that's probably the big one. I've repeated that a couple of times. Okay, nice, nice. Mo- moving on. What else do you do you have for us, buddy? Uh, I've got uh, just a couple of little bits of brief news. Is that uh, in response to? I mean, I don't know if you've seen this through the week. A lot of unhappy Manchester United fans uh, tried to start a hashtag, un- hashtag unfollow Man United. I guess you could say in some ways that's probably, uh, I don't know, I guess the reaction to Manchester United's poor on-field performance as opposed to you know, when you have a look at Liverpool and Manchester City. I mean, fans, this block of fans have more or less... Pro, uh, protesting at the club that the club is prioritising commercial outcomes as opposed to on-field outcomes and on-field performance. Okay, 
Herr Säuber, dann da gar Hand in Hand. So, I mean, we're talking about like a drop. I mean, it, it, ultimately, I mean, it's a kind of a campaign where the drop is usually around, say, 100, 200,000 Twitter followers. But, I mean, you know, they're working off a base of like 19 million. So, it's it's a difficult. Does it actually make much of a note, uh, make much of a difference, or is it noticed? Uh, I think that you do get a fair bit of um, worldwide press about it, and I think it does put a bit of pressure on the club. That you know there are you know pockets of uh, pockets of fans unhappy of you know the club's direction, especially on field. Oh well, they're gonna have to work through it. Uh, being being Manchester United, I don't have much sympathy for them to be honest. To be honest, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, th I think it's just—I mean, it's just a way of just mobilising a bit of. I guess you use social media as a way of mobilising some grassroots support. Uh, it's the most current example of it, but it's whether it gets noticed by the club and whether they, but and will it actually impact on its on-field direction? Well, it's a pretty hard thing to try and link to. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's got supporters everywhere, so. Nice. Moving on. So, um, I'll have to actually, we'll have to tweet out or send out a link. Uh, there's a Victorian sports tech survey for startups out, KPMG and Launch Victoria, uh, reviewing the sports tech startup sector in Victoria and some surveys just to see what uh, what is trending, what are issues within the ecosystem. Probably something uh, probably something that we'll have to send out as a bit of a bit of a note for people within the industry to, to fill in and hope and then to be able to track the results. Nice. Sounds very, very good. So uh, that's that's there's some of the things that we lack in this sector actually. Research. I think um, I think it's I think it's going to be uh, I think, well. It's, it's always positive to be able to get this kind of feedback anyway, uh, in publishable feedback. I'd be interested to see what I mean. Generally, what are the what are the kind of issues? Is it is it an issue of funding or funding bottlenecks? I mean, you wonder what kind of issues there is in Victoria. Uh, is it um, I mean, or is it a lack of private funding or yeah. You, I mean, I wonder. I mean, I'm in the other side of the country, so it's um, but it's but it's probably because of Victoria's sports tech ecosystem. Probably the it's the one that's leading the country anyway. It's the one we're looking to to see what's what's potentially the problems or the trend. Yeah, I mean, we are the sporting capital, so you know. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good. It is a good ecosystem there, but this might be able to. I mean, if you reviewed it, it's that. At least it might highlight a few problems anyway. It might highlight a few problems and stuff to, to consider working on in that space. So, keep, um, uh, this is something we'll have to revisit anyway to see what the results were. But surveys are, are out and yeah, the deadline to fill them in May 13th. So, um, we'll have to send out a bit of a linky for that. Easy done. Uh, moving on, just a brief, another little, just quick little brief bit of sports tech news. Uh, uh, Rostify, which is a volunteer, a volunteer management system for major events and sports events, have picked up the contract for the ICC T20 World Cup. Uh, interesting company. 
picked up a lot of big major events in Australia and US, I believe, as well. Um, I think they can. I think they're Canberra based. They were Canberra based. Uh, if someone out there can correct me on that, but it's been on a really strong upward growth trajectory, and it's cool that you know local sports tech business is picking up some major contracts and major events, as it normally is and should be. So that's a decent little thing that's gone around. Um, there is a startup genome report has come out. It's ranked Sydney as a this ranked Sydney's 23rd in the world in the global startup ecosystem rankings. I haven't poured through all of the data because it only came out all last night. So it's something I'll we'll have to tweet out a link for what that means to the local ecosystem, especially in Melbourne. And uh, moving on, shout out to Sydney FC winning the E-League 2019. Uh, they're obviously playing the A-League this weekend, but they are the E-League champions of 2019 which is, you know, the FFA's uh, eSports, um, eSports or FIFA, FIFA eSports League, which has actually done, which done okay figures on Twitch as well. I'm not sure the Fox Sports figures, but I thought I'd just give it a bit of a shout out. Very nice. Very nice. I mean... And... Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, good, mate. Keep going. Keep going. And... What else have I got as well? Just going through some more of my notes. And our friends at VRQ again have been in the news this week. BRQ. You remember? BRQ. You remember that? Saudi Arabia. I was telling you about. Yeah, the, the Saudi Arabian based pirate, um, you know, the television network pirating all of beer. After back in the news again this week, our mates probably should be a mighty start having a, its own little. um section of the pod actually for this what's what's what is the update yeah the update is that the asian football confederation have uh retended the right to all the um asian football properties from 2021 2024 which was owned which was actually owned by bn sport but they've talked about that due to uh, due to the illegitimacy of, um, well, the illegitimacy of the RQs, um, obviously their service. So they're going to retender the rights because they want a legitimate, they want a legitimate, uh, stream or broadcast of their properties in Saudi Arabia. Therefore, you can't go with being sport because it's going to be pirated in Saudi Arabia. So, it's, it's a, it's a, so let's yeah, get this right. It's a weird thing to unpack. So let, let, let's make this nice and clear. BRQ, whatever they are, have been pirating this content from Bain Sports for several years now. Yep. The Asian Football uh, Yeah? Yep. Yep. The, the Asian Football Association have said we're going to take away the rights in Saudi Arabia. And put them up for a tender. Is, is that correct? They're going to take away. They're going to take away the rights from BN Sports, yeah. a legitimate broadcaster. Or they're going to take away the rights from them because their stuff is getting is illegal. Is, is yes, illegally yes. broadcast into Saudi Arabia. So they want to actually. Um, so in other words, they may even want to actually open it up to tender for a South Saudi Arabian broadcaster because it means it's a legitimate. Okay. 
So is it, So are they taking away all all the region's rights or just Saudi Arabia? All the regions. So it'll be up for retenders. What what they're gonna do is they might it'll be a fragment they'll probably retender it in a fragmented way. So BRQ so can, can can then tender for it. No, it'll be no that's the thing. Well here's the thing, and you know what? We'll actually we'll we'll send this link out anyway. We'll send this link anyway. That um, the idea is not to uh, well, BRQ is a is a rogue broadcaster. So, so what happens if BRQ starts pirating the the, the local Saudi? What's it called? So you can't. So they won't be able. So BRQ can't tend. Well, they can't tend for anything. So pirate broadcaster. No, no. I mean, they start pirating the the local Saudi broadcaster that wins that wins the tender. Ah, uh, there's the, there's the interesting little catch, and I'll read you, and I'll and I'll and I'll read and I'll read you what is the um, I'll read you the interesting thing here is that you know whoever has the rights, whoever has the rights, have to have you got to hold a valid government license to broadcast. BRQ doesn't. You know that'll be that'll be that's a stipulation of tendering to broadcast these rights. BRQ doesn't have any rights. Or any government licenses to, or any, they have no license to broadcast. Yeah, I'm with you, but I'm saying. So, therefore, the, the inside, so. Go on, mate. So, the inside track would be for a legitimate broadcast within Saudi Arabia to go for it, or maybe, or to be, or be broke up for territory, territory, or the Asian Football Confederation may decide to broadcast themselves in Saudi Arabia through like Facebook or something like that. Yeah, that's 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 pretty rubbish. I mean, you take it so away. Yeah, they tor- they torpedoed they torpedoed the rights for they torpedoed the rights for being so to be able to just I guess to break up all the rights through the region and make more more money from it. That's why. I mean, I guess a lot of it's a lot of it's protecting. It is, a, is it a financial play? Well, BN actually will pay decent money, but I guess it's a case of breaking up, um, or it's, a, it's to you know protect the legitimacy of their properties into a particular territory. I mean, I, I, I mean it's the same issue of a lot of a lot of, it's a lot of their property. You know, it's to try not to have a pirated broadcast of their work into a country. Yeah, but if they if they uh, pirate. What's it called? Um, Bean Sports. Well, what's going to stop them from pirating that their their local broadcaster? No, because they're only pirating Bean Sport. They're only it's, they're not pirating anything else. It's only just Bean Sport they're pirating. Well, that's more that's more of a reason. One network. It's more of a reason to knuckle down on, on the Saudi government and say, you know, pull pull your heads in. And get rid of these people because they can easily, easily do so. But it's just disgusting. It's all a big political it's, game. Hey, that's the thing that's been bubbling away is that this broadcast BRQ only exists to pirate B and sport. Nothing else. Nothing else. And this is only as a retaliation. This is a this is obviously part of Saudi Saudi Arabia's blockade to, with them um, to uh, blockade of Qatar. Yeah, it's just not ethical, so it's, mate. It's only, it's only this. 
it doesn't matter. So if anyone else has a right, it could be any, any other broadcast has a right, it doesn't matter. It's just, this is just uh, an issue. This is a be in, be out issue. <laughs> That's all right. Anyway, moving on. No, I'm just thinking what else to wrap up with. I think we're pretty good. I think I've gone through about five or six. I have to shout out and tweet out some of these links. I've tweeted out some of these links anyway, especially the survey. So that wraps it up for the for the five, six or so headlines for the week there. Armin. Clint, thank you very much, buddy. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> we'll definitely have a chat next Friday. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be coming no every worries. Friday with the latest from the world of sports tech. Thank you for joining me, Clint. Oh. Thank you so much, Arnold. Have a good weekend. Talk to you later. Bye.